The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me. And I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code LEXI, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com, and use the code LEXI for 15% off today. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. I have an announcement. If you would like to meet me, I am going to be at an event on Friday, and I would absolutely love you to come by and say hi. It's a get ready with me style event, and it's going to be in Silver Lake on Friday, March 31st. Tickets are... 10 or 15 dollars they might be 12 dollars something like that you can get free drinks from rosa luna there's going to be an open bar if you're familiar with bp bella or OGBFF, they're selling clothes there there's also going to be flash nails by sweet sets tarot readings tooth gems ellis snyder tyra booger and i are also having a closet sale there and then there's going to be free drinks my friends djing it's going to be a really fun event and i would absolutely love to meet you guys i haven't done an event in so long and this one is very soon. So if you're listening to the episode before March 31st, I will have a link to buy a ticket in the show notes. I highly recommend. I think it'll be really fun. Also, I have my Invisalign out, so I'm tempted to get a tooth gem because they really rose to fashion while I was in the middle of having retainers in my mouth on a daily basis. Actually, I didn't think about this. I'll still have to wear retainers at night. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know. I'm just still thinking about getting a tooth gem. You can get one on behalf of me, but you can also shop my closet. I went through this weekend and did a deep dive, getting rid of some like really Lexi items, which hurts me, but I got to the point that I was holding on to these things just because I was holding on to them. A lot of fun bags, a lot of fun sunglasses, things that are just, I'm not giving them the love that they deserve anymore. So maybe you can leave with a peace of mind as well as 
come by, give me a little hug, have a little chat. As I said, I will have a link to tickets in the show notes, but I will also be discussing this and posting about it on my Instagram story throughout the week. Remember, it's this Friday. Get ready with me, a pre-flea with OGBFF and Rosaluna. Next on the list, let's talk about what's been going on in the past week. I have been having so much fun. If you listened to my last episode, I've taken a little bit of a step back from YouTube and it's been this strange moment in my life because I've been doing YouTube for 13, 14 years. I don't even know. I think I was 13 when I started and I'm 27 now. So 14 years, that's insane. Was I 12? I don't even remember. There are certain people out here walking earth and people that I follow online that are constantly celebrating their milestones and they know the date that they started their YouTube channel or their Instagram or their whatever and they keep tabs on the statistics they're like thank you so much it took us this long to get a hundred subscribers it took this long to get a thousand i don't have any stats i'm just like my head is turned in a different direction i have no idea the point that i was trying to make is that i've taken a bit of a step back i haven't left youtube and i honestly would love to come back if you listen to last week's episode which was I don't have a real job because I started YouTube so young. My big case that I was making is that I've always enjoyed posting on social media as a means to share my life. But when I stop living a life and my life is solely social media, I have nothing to talk about. Now that I'm not interning anywhere or I'm not in school and I'm not in a big life transition like moving or dealing with... severe loss I have some time on my hands and I don't have subject matter and I have this podcast now which to me has been an even greater way to express myself so I'm currently in this gap period where I'm trying to figure out what my next move is and where I'd like to put my energy and I am absolutely sure once I figure out what that next move is I will share that journey online in addition to this podcast. This podcast is going nowhere. I love it. This is my favorite thing that I do during the week. It's It truly brings me so much joy. I don't know as a listener what you think of this podcast. I hope you love it as much as I do. Also, I posted on TikTok yesterday. If TikTok gets banned, I want us all, the oldies and the new creators, to come over to YouTube. I don't know. I just think things could be really nice if we're all back on YouTube. I love YouTube. Even though I'm not on it right now, I still have such a soft spot in my heart for it, and I hope to revisit it. I'm also... Let's go to my channel right now. YouTube.com slash Lexi Lombard. My last video was posted one month ago. (laughs) Am I being a little dramatic? It was January 31st, so almost two months ago, and it was how to make a digital dream board because two of my friends and I made dream boards at the beginning of the year, and they've already come true so quickly. So I wanted to show what I did, and I'm about to make another because that was way too easy. Then I had your 2023 makeover guide, how to level up, and I went through all sectors, of skin, body, clothes, home decor, organization, how to level up this year. The video before that was the Lexi Lombard New Year extravaganza, and that was a 23-minute long video sharing all of my favorite products and things and habits and all of my favorite things that I discovered in the past year. My favorite makeup, my favorite journals, my favorite pens, my favorite mushrooms, 
my favorite supplements, my favorite sunglasses, purse, lamp, shoes, everything, apps. And then my three videos before that were book content. So I had a roundup of the best books I read in 2022, the worst books I read in 2022. So my last five videos have been rounding up 2022 and how to begin 2023 on a great note, which is fantastic. But I'm a little bit at a loss of what to create next. I don't feel like vlogging. I'm so sorry. I just simply don't want to do that. I'd rather do something else. I'm not ready to start that again. I'll start it when I'm ready, but I'm not there. If you want to go back, wow, I really, I really was posting. Wow, I'm really scrolling through my YouTube channel. Oh. I love it. I love it. This is something that I spent so much of my time doing. I feel like I'm looking at this like I'm retired. I've only taken two months off, but I don't do that often. I don't take two months off. That's insane. Ooh. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I took this time off because I thought throughout the course of these weeks that I would figure something out by then. And I haven't yet. So I'm a little confused. I'm a little confused at what to do. And... <sighs> damn, I've really hit a bit of a block. And it's hitting me harder than it has yet. Because I'm looking at my YouTube channel as if it's an archive and not something that I'm currently doing. What am I doing right now? Am I having a quarter-life crisis? The weirdest part about this whole thing is that on a level, a personal level, I feel fantastic. I feel really comfortable in my skin. I feel confident. I feel happy. Just a little confused career-wise. Current stage of my life, good person, bad employee. And it's more short-term. I know what I want to do long-term. I have my long-term goals. But I'm talking about what to do in the next few weeks. Because I can't keep doing I can't not. I, I don't know what to do. Wow. Okay. Therapy. Noted. Noted. I'm going to clock that and journal about that tonight. Now, I've talked about this before, but I've always enjoyed a challenge. I've always benefited from structure because I'm such a little free bird that I will fly away if I don't have a little bit of guide. You know, let's use it in terms of astrology. I'm a little Pisces. I'm going to swim away. I understand how big the ocean is and I want to explore it all. So it's sometimes overwhelming and hard to focus because I understand how vast it all is. And sometimes I feel like I need to spend a little bit of time in a fishbowl where I'm still in water and I'm still a fish, but be here for a second. But then I can't be there too long because I'm like, why the hell would I want to spend my whole life in a fishbowl? There's an ocean. That's how I'm feeling right now. So what I've decided to do with my time for the next 75 days is work on a challenge. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of 75 hard. For 75 consecutive days, the 75 hard participants must do the following every day. You're going to follow a diet. So whatever that looks like for you, some sort of structured eating plan. You will be completing two 45-minute workouts every day, one which must be outdoors. Drink one gallon of water and read 10 pages of a book. Sorry about it, but that's not my life. Um, so I've seen various mutuals do 75 Soft, their own version of that. A 75-day challenge that isn't as aggressive as that. And once my best friend started doing this... Miss Emily June was on TikTok posting that she was doing 75 soft. I was like, great, I'll do it at the same time. I'd love an accountability partner. So hers is a little bit different than mine, but there's a lot of overlap. It's currently March 27th. So if you were to begin today, you would be done by Saturday, June 10th. And that would be beginning of summer. 
So what a great way to get physically, mentally, emotionally in shape for summer. I love that. I love a little challenge. I started mine eight days ago, so I have 67 days left. Here are my five rules. One, 45-minute workout. Two, protein. Three, greens. Four, read 20 pages. Five, no alcohol except special occasions. I don't have a water goal because I'm really great at drinking water, so I didn't think that I wanted to waste my energy focusing on that when that's already a really well-established habit. I have a really hard time eating protein. I don't love it. It's probably my least favorite food. Much prefer fat and carbs. I eat protein when I'm out, but I don't eat it often in the house, and that's a habit that I haven't gotten into. So I want to have at least one serving of protein every single day. Same thing with greens. I'm pretty good about vegetables, but I'd like to have some darker, leafier greens in my diet. So I think these are great habits to establish and things that I needed to work on. Emily's rules are a little different. I think hers are two liters of water. And instead of protein and greens, I think she has whole foods. Everyone's made theirs a little bit different, but I really enjoyed having this competitive structure in my life. I love a little competition. Anything that has a competitive edge to it inspires me greatly, which honestly plays into maybe this little lull that I'm having within social media. There's no competitive aspect in my head right now. I'm not trying to reach a certain subscriber amount, a certain view count. I'm not incentivized in any sort of way at the moment, whereas I have goals for this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't have goals for YouTube right now. It's been a really weird complex that I'm having right now. I'm sorry I keep bringing it up. It's just, it's coming to light more and more every day how big of an issue I think this is for me. So having a little challenge also going on during my day has been nice. There's a handful of us doing this. So Emily made a little group chat. So it's fun to have a support system along the way. So let's get into your questions because I'd love to get out of my own head. And get into yours. My Instagram handle is lexie at Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. So if you want to follow and participate next time, by all means, let's get into your questions. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. 
think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Okay, I'm gonna get a little sad girl for a second. But Mother's Day is around the corner. And if your mother is still in your life, a really unique gift that you could get is my life in a book. How it works is that every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And My Life in a Book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code LEXI at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M-Y-L-I-F-E-I-N-A-B-O-O-K.com and use code LEXI for 10% off today. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Atlexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-
and I got some of that masculine energy out, which by the way, very fun to just see like flamboyant gays catching footballs and me trying to teach friends how to throw a football in my, I don't know, like six gold rings on my finger and red acrylic nails. Kind of iconic, but really fun. And it's just, it was so instinctual. That is me. That's not a protective mechanism. That's not a survival mechanism. That is just part of my true essence. That is what I was naturally gravitating towards and I would have as a child and it's great that I still am to this day, but that's part of my masculine in me, but it felt right. And I think there's a balance of our feminine and our masculine and I was overcompensating with masculine energy that was almost manufactured. It wasn't natural. It was being created. Whereas over the weekend, I was utilizing natural masculine energy that exists within the balance of me. And it's nice to be in tune with my feminine self, but it got so far to one end that I was ignoring anything masculine and rejecting it. So I feel like I'm balancing myself out again, where I've gotten to know my feminine self and she's there and she can speak and she exists prominently but I also still have a little masculine in me as we all do and I'm in tune with it and feel peace for both of them but I'm glad that my podcast connects you with your feminine self that makes me happy next person says I'm scared of following my dream in fashion design because I don't know if I'll be good am I crazy you're crazy to be scared how old are you you could tell me any age and I'd still say go for it why would you not follow your dream if you do it and you really see this dream through You're either going to succeed or be so glad that you saw it through and realize that you were better suited for something else. You never want to leave yourself wondering. Absolutely go for it. Designer bag you'd buy if there was no budget. Are you kidding? A Birkin. I want to be Mary Kay Olsen dragging around a beat up Birkin. Absolutely. That's what I would have. (sighs) Let's see. Biggest lie you've ever told that my friend threw up on Austin Butler at the picnic. Yeah, not true. But really made it believable and told at least three or four people. He said it as a joke, and then I ran with it and started telling people. And it was really great to see people's reactions. We did say that we were lying after telling them, but it was fun to, you know, be like, yep, he threw up on Austin Butler. And everyone's like, what? threw up and I'm like no no no, not actually threw up he he choked on a rice krispie treat and it like landed near him and his dog we did come clean and say that it was a lie but it was fun to see the shock value on everyone's face they're like no you didn't no you didn't I was thinking about lying actually this morning as a concept because I had to pay a fat ticket and I got five points on my insurance because when I was living in New York I was driving to my friend's house and I was so lost my GPS was taking me down this really strange route that was there was a ton of construction and it felt like I was not making any progress my GPS was misleading me so I'm on my phone trying to figure out where to go when police lights show up I get pulled over for being on my phone and the police officer asked me were you on your phone and I immediately said yes I'm so lost I'm trying to find my way and I got a ticket right then and there and then I had to pay for a lawyer and the lawyer didn't even get me out of the ticket and it was just it was so stupid it was such a waste of money and time and I was thinking about this morning what if I lied how would he be able to prove that I was on my phone if he said were you on your phone I could say no I wasn't no I wasn't and then maybe I would have gotten out of it I'm so curious to know because there are times where 
you can lie your way out of things. I do believe in karma and it'll come back and get you. But also sometimes I think that lying could be a little gift to save yourself. A Hail Mary. I don't know. I don't know. I was really wondering about that. Lying is also a weapon. Use it sparingly. I don't think if you lie too often, it's not going to work. And I really don't condone lying. I, I really think honesty is what we should all strive for. Even in little excuses, like just tell your friend you haven't left yet. No need to say you're on your way. I suppose there are times to lie, but I would argue that life is better without ever lying. An interesting debate to think about, though. Interesting question of morality. Next question, do you live in the moment or think a lot about the past or the future? I live in the moment, so then when I give myself a moment to think about the past or the future, I start really running in circles. <laughs> like, day by day, I'm having a great time. And then I look around, I'm like, wait a second, what? I like having a little bit of a plan for my year, like seeing the year ahead of me. I don't think about it too much, but I like to have a direction and head towards it. I rarely think about the past. Someone asked, what is your favorite thing about Los Angeles? I love all of the different vegetation. And now that it's been raining a ton, which has been a mild pain in the ass, everything is greener than I've ever seen it. And there are so many fun plants. When I'm going on a little neighborhood walk, I am amazed at all of the different flowers and trees and plants that I see. I love that there's fruit trees in so many yards and apartment complexes. I think it just makes everything so fun. Most every single person I know that lives here has a fruit tree either in their property or on their street. And I think that's fabulous. I also love the food in Los Angeles. I love All Time and Kismet and Found Oyster and oh my goodness, I had Italian recently at Alimento. And I haven't had very good Italian out here. I think Italian is much better in New York in terms of cities in America. Obviously, Italian is going to taste best in Italy, but we're talking the States. I think Greek men's is really delicious. The street tacos. Oh my god, there's just this random red tent on Sunset in Silver Lake. Their tacos are insane. They're, they're just perfect. But it's not even like specific to this red tent on Sunset Boulevard. Any of the random taco tents that you find, they're going to be delicious. Okay, a little advice question. Should I sleep with my guy best friend? He's been in love with me for three years, and I'm starting to feel like I have feelings. But I don't know if those feelings are coming from my heart or from my vagina. Here's the thing, whether these feelings are coming from your heart or your vagina, if this man and you are friends, you have a true friendship, um, I would recommend sleeping with him over, what, a random guy that doesn't love you, you know? Um, you can always try it out and it feels right. What a magical experience if it feels wrong. Maybe it'll ideally it'd be mutual and you can be like, all right, <laughs> weird, sorry, thought that there was something going on, thought there was a vibe, maybe we're better as just friends. Also, 
as the tension's building, which tension is so lovely, but once it's cut and you see it, it's either going to get that out of the way so you guys can be friends again, or as I said, it can lead to something even greater. So I say if you feel the moment, take the chance. How to not be depressed with the state of the world and inflation, etc. Yeah, it's pretty bleak, huh? (laughs) It's pretty dark. I recently saw a TikTok of a girl who was in environmental studies and she was making the point that when it talk when we're discussing climate change, they make it depressing on purpose so we we stop listening because all of us, I really believe that we all want the planet to be better. Like we don't we don't like that the planet is dying or that the human race is in danger. But we make it depressing or the news makes it depressing so we tune out because no one wants to listen to depressing knowledge that feels so overwhelming and all-consuming and out of our control as the individual. You know, I'm sorry, but like the paper straw that you're picking up at the coffee shop is not going to save the world. And that's a really frustrating reality. How to not be depressed about the state of the world besides like what? What is the alternative delusion ignoring the issue? In terms of inflation and the recession, that is part of the economy. It happens. In terms of the not being depressed about the world is to not make it worse for yourself on a personal level. Control what you have control over. Help in a way that you can. But don't make yourself just as miserable as the world seems bleak. A really long, lengthy way to say take care of yourself in the meantime. And your loved ones. How to deal with being jealous of my friends. Jealousy is a signal. It's an indicator of what you want in yourself. So if you see your friend has this fabulous career and you're so jealous that she's making all this money and you're, you're what, stuck in student loans and, and you have this dead-end job, make some changes for yourself. You're jealous that your friend's getting attention from all of these guys or romantic attention or has a really stable, successful relationship, do some deep dive. Like, why do you want validation so bad? Why don't you like yourself? What's going on there? If you're dealing with immense jealousy or or distracting jealousy to the point that you're asking for advice on it, I would get a piece of paper out and write down all of the things that you're jealous of from your friends and try to sort out what's going on in your own head and in your own life and why you might be putting so much focus externally and what you can work on on the inside to make that a little better for yourself. What is my opinion on romanticizing extremely mundane aspects of life? Oh, highly encourage it. My opinion is that it's a fabulous thing to do. For the previous question someone asked about how to not be depressed with the state of the world, all of that is so overwhelming and I think at least online, pop culture is encouraging delusion. Like, damn, the world's burning. I'm just going to pretend that everything is fine. But on the other side of that coin, when it comes to doing mundane aspects of life, like doing your laundry or filling your car up with gas, to slow down and make it more of a moment makes the day and your time so much nicer. To be present Taking a drive where you don't have any music or podcast on and you're just on the open road. (laughs) 
sometimes it's not open. I live in LA. There's a ton of traffic. But I spent the first half of the drive here with no sound on. And a lot of times I do that because my thoughts are so loud that any sort of sound's going to piss me off. Uh, no, this was just, I was enjoying my own my own peace and quiet. And I loved it. And then I turned on SZA, which I can't believe I didn't say this. Guys, last week, one of my best friends told me that she had a birthday surprise for me on Wednesday. She told me that we were going drag racing. And I was just excited to do something fun. I also had a racing jacket on somewhat. I had a leather jacket on. It wasn't really a racing jacket, but I got really excited. And then we get into the car and we're going far, far, far to the west side. And I see that we're at a concert stadium. She's like, we're seeing Zach Bryan and her friend manages Zach Bryan. So I was like, cool. Oh my God. So exciting. And then I see a sign that says SZA on the stadium. And I look at her and I'm like, there's no way there's no way there's no way she's like how could you be so gullible I I couldn't let myself believe that someone would do something that kind for me Ty got me floor seats to SZA on Wednesday I saw SZA perform at an arena oh my god guys I used to listen to her on SoundCloud before her albums or EP came out I was listening in 2014 on SoundCloud it is so special to see an artist grow and I can't believe that she's playing such big venues Omar Apollo opened for her and he is also such a star he was insane live it was so much fun but all of that to say that for the first half of the ride here I was quiet and then I started listening to SOS yeah but I highly recommend romanticizing extreme mundane aspects of life I vividly remember doing my laundry a few weeks ago and I had this pretty skirt on and a little blouse and I was just taking each piece of my clothes and moving them from the washer to the dryer so slowly and it it felt very romantic and all moments of life can be like that. I mean, even down to opening your car door can be romantic, adjusting the rear view mirror. Being here, it can be really fun and by here, I mean earth your life can be fun. Mundane can be really sweet. I challenge you to spend this week finding those moments. Huh, I don't know if I've ever been asked this before. Have you ever participated in an ayahuasca ceremony? I haven't. Feels up my alley, um, but I haven't been called to it. hasn't presented itself. I'm not opposed to it, but no, I've never done it. This is a question that people are always wanting to know the answer to. How to make new friends in a new city as an adult. If you have any fun coworkers, anyone that you think might have a group of friends, invite them out or invite like that one person out and tell them to bring a friend or their roommate. I also highly recommend if you're not opposed to living with people, when you move to a new city, try to find roommates to live with that are your age. When I first moved to New York City, even though I knew people, I moved into an apartment with a girl and a guy that I had never met prior and just from both of them between the three of us we all had some sort of plans and we would invite like the couple of people that we knew I mean they knew more people than I did because I had just moved there um, and they had lived there longer anyway uh, we would host parties on the roof and have like our friends intermingle and have their friends bring their friends uh, or if they were going out to a bar or a party or something then I would go with them so I think roommates are a great way to meet people co-workers and then also frequenting places there was a group of guy friends that my friends and I hung out with for a chapter of my life in New York and I 
think we met them out one night. I can't really remember how it began, but I think it's because they were from Virginia. They went to UVA. A ton of their frat had moved to New York City, and I think we met them out one night, and then they invited us back to their apartment because they were having a party with their frat brothers. So we got to meet a lot of people through them, and they had... Sorry, I'm recalling this memory as I say it. It's easy to meet guys if you're just, like, with you and your girl, like, just two of you. Um, So be social. Leave your house. Come up with something that you want to do. And if you know one person, tell them to bring a friend. Because in Los Angeles, my social circle has gotten so big because of all of mutual friends. And people out here, at least in my friend group, love to do activities. So for example, two of my friends threw a gigantic picnic over the weekend. There's been so many times where a friend invited me out for coffee and then another friend texted me what I was up to and I was like, come meet us for coffee. And then while I was there, one of her friends texted her, what are you doing? Do you want to get lunch at Erewhon? So then the three of us walked over at Erewhon. Classic Los Angeles, baby. We're all at Erewhon. Another one of her friends, she ran into... And then we ran into a mutual friend. And next thing you know, you're having lunch with five people. You just have to be open to it and to say yes to things and to utilize activities and mutual friends and always be down to invite someone else to your hangout if you're looking to make friends. I could probably expand on this. Another example, one of my friends said he's been trying to roller skate and there's this place in LA that you can roller skate at. And so when he picks the date, I'm just going to text like three different friends and be like, you down to roller skate? Here's the time. And I just know that they're going to tell their other friends. And next thing you know, there's going to be 15 of us roller skating. So doing things like that. One of my friends also just moved to Colorado and she moved in with some co-workers or I'm not sure, but she's like become good friends with her roommates and I'm not sure they work together or if she found them on like a roommate website when moving there but they all go on hikes together and they'll invite other friends and go on you know like a 15 mile bike ride and then go get beers afterward and it's just made for like a fun social circle because having a social life is really rewarding and even for the most introverted people I think we often forget how good community can feel it gets hard but just know that there are so many young adults or not young adults, middle-aged adults, old adults that are always trying to make friends. And if you move, it's hard, but it's not as hard as you think. On another topic, someone wants to know my favorite nail shape. I always go for oval or almond. I'm an almond girl in a square world. I'm an oval girl in a coffin world. I love a more round shape. And right now I have bright red nails on. What's the OPI color? Right now I have on OPI's candy apple red. Classic. Oh, someone said not a question, but I'm rewatching your NYC diaries and you're my comfort YouTuber. I love you so much. See, that makes me happy and makes me sad because damn, I do love YouTube. I just don't know what I want to do on there. But thanks. This question, I think we all can relate to a little bit. Every time I go out, I feel so ugly and like no men want to approach me. All right, next time that you go out, Don't wear what you think you should wear. Wear what you feel really comfortable in. I swear you will shine so much brighter. If you feel like you need to wear these tight pants and a tight top that shows your boobs, shows your ass, you're wearing a ton of makeup, your hair is done. If you want to wear sweats and a a hoodie because you feel really comfortable in that, if you want to wear a flowy dress, 
if you want to wear something sporty, wear what you feel really comfortable in, that you feel comfortable sitting in, standing in, dancing in. You're going to be significantly more approachable. I swear, something that you're physically comfortable in is sexier than anything else you could wear. Now, don't bomb it. Just be comfortable. Put in a little bit of effort. If you're not feeling good internally, you're going to be putting walls around yourself and no one will want to approach you, but that mindset's also not going to get you anywhere. So I would say step one, this might help from working outside in as opposed to inside out to wear something different, wear something that feels you and go out and then and go out in that and see if you feel any better. And then come back to me next week and we'll talk. Ooh, oh girl, I feel you. How to deal with an all-consuming crush on a coworker, parentheses. <laughs> next, next box says, for context, he's a mess and a hoe, but we've had very intimate shared moments. Okay, I am no good when I have a crush. It is all-consuming. If I really have a crush, I had a crush on someone for a few months there and oh my god it took up my entire brain space I would be driving in the car thinking of all of these imaginary conversations that we would be having together and a song would come on and I would literally turn my goddamn head and and think to myself looking at him being like don't you love this song I don't I'm so embarrassing so embarrassing I would just like get ready wondering if I would be seen what it's so stupid but having a crush it's not stupid it's just so human I certainly don't know. My crushes eventually fade. It's so crazy. You know when you have someone that you think about before you go to sleep and you're having all these different fantasies about them? Think about the people that you've had that with in the past and how they're not taking up your brain space at all, at all anymore. Like there was this guy that I had the fattest crush on when I was like, this is first semester of high school. Um, and I used to think about him before I went to sleep and throughout the day and we had classes together and I would just stare at him and anytime we talked I just lit up and whatever um yeah he and I it's I can't believe that I wasted so much time on just like such an average person my point being that sometimes it gives me a little peace to to calm down or it gives me a little incentive to calm down when I realize that this person could just be a memory soon enough I don't know at the same time it's kind of fun but it is all consuming I don't have any advice I'm just here to say me too me too any advice for friend groups that end up complicated friend drama is not something I have time for friendships are for fun and support I have my inner circle that I know that I can call and rely on when times get tough but I love having friendly familiar faces in my neighborhood, and around the world, honestly. And friend groups that are having drama is simply a pain in the ass because that's not that's not what friends are for. If you have one foot in any other friend groups, maybe take a little space. Unless you're the one causing the drama, then, you know, own up and apologize to the people that you're hurting. I also believe that tight-knit friend groups can only last for so long. Unfortunately, I do think that a lot of them have expiration dates. I've experienced this myself. I've also witnessed it as an outsider where a tight group of all girls, all guys, girls and guys, it, it literally doesn't matter, 
um, we'll be going out every single weekend, have the group chat, everyone's super enthusiastic, having a lot of fun. And because they're all on the same page, and then once people start to get on different pages, things get a little murky and the expiration approaches. But there's there are always new friend groups to be formed and made, and I wouldn't stress about it too much. Someone said, what's up with the guy from your post? Parentheses, the shared jacket. He's the one who threw up on Austin Butler. Someone asked me, will you be running another marathon soon? First of all, I only ran a half marathon. Different. Second, I don't feel inclined to at this time. No further questions. (laughs) Next question, how do you feel about fantasy books? I don't think I've ever read one. And that might be not true because I've read, you know, the pop culture dystopian novels like Hunger Games. But I I never finished the Harry Potter series. I I haven't given enough of my attention to fantasy books. This question is, what is your ideal pet? I'm not sure if it's a cat or a dog. Because I want a dog... But I loved Mazzy. If you've been listening for a while or watching, my friend that I used to live with, he has a cat named Mazzy who's this gorgeous Devon Rex and she's such a little angel and I loved her and that's the first cat I ever really, really connected with and I would totally have a Mazzy of my own. That being said, I also love a dog. I... mm. I don't know. I don't know when I have pet fever pretty bad. I actually messaged an adoption agency this week about maybe looking at a dog and just a teeny little one. Just a little cutie. Uh, but then I wonder what if I want to travel? Who's who's going to watch them? What if what if they have medical issues? If I'm going to get a pet, I want to give it the best life in the whole wide world which I don't doubt for a second that I would, but I also want to be ready. I also want a baby. I don't even have a crush right now. <laughs> so me talking about baby is is insane. But what's my ideal pet? I don't know. I don't know. Because right now my ideal pet would be small. A little Maltese, a little, a little guy. You know, a little guy. Um, a little cat. But I'm not sure. Someone wants to know about the best part of my birthday. Seeing all the people I love interact in a way that they were free to. I didn't want to see all of my different circles interact. I hosted a a birthday party at my house, like a 10-year-old. And I didn't want to have a birthday dinner because I didn't want all these circles to be stuck trying to make conversation with each other. They didn't have anything to say. I wanted people to flow freely to get up, to go outside, to come and go as they please. And I loved it. I also loved looking around, just seeing everyone. I don't know. I felt I felt a lot of love. There was a lot of love in my space. Also, I got a lot of presents. And after a, many, many, many years of having trouble receiving gifts, I think I love it now. And I actually love, so many people wrote me cards, they got me books, I got jewelry and sunglasses and like, like nice stuff. Tyra took me to SZA. I got this precious little incense holder and a purse and, ah, oh, just a, a lot, a lot of good stuff. So 
honestly the gifts were like really fun <laughs> this question has been circling my mind because me and my friend have very different views on money should i save money or spend it because tomorrow is not guaranteed tomorrow is likely it's not guaranteed but it's likely because of that i always recommend saving how to dance when you feel awkward breathe in hold breathe out drop your shoulders shake them a little bit go to the bar take a shot of tequila try again someone else wants to know about what their next nail color and shape should be do what i do go get yourself a little almond bright red nail do you like lana's new album i was a little high <laughs> over the weekend and by high i just taken a couple mushrooms and i was sitting in my friend's car and we were listening to the album and honestly it felt really good favorite snacks right now uh i'm not in a snacking stage of my life i much prefer meals at the moment but if i am gonna have snacks i like to have them with friends on a tray with tin fish and bread and butter and cheese also my friend made us uh, a cheese board at his house and he put honey in a jar and put a ton of red pepper flakes on the honey that was insane Having a little cracker with cheddar and then honey with chili flakes on it was delicious. Favorite supplements? Funny you ask that. So after this podcast recording, I have an appointment with a doctor to get, um, they're not testing my blood, they're testing my tissue. And I'm going to get a comprehensive report of what's going on in my body over the last 90 days. And I'm really excited to see this information. I think a lot of people listen to random people online that are taking supplements that have changed their life because those people were probably deficient in those vitamins or minerals and then you take them and you just pee them out and it's doing nothing so i want to see what's going on in my own body and if this test is great i will tell you about it next week but i really like adaptogens and mushrooms i love lion's mane for brain function and cordyceps for energy I also would take these magic mind shots that were these matcha adaptogenic small drinks. I always think those are great. Anything that adds a little focus, a little concentration, a little energy is great. Great question. Is there a difference between your seasonal depression from your West Coast life versus your East Coast life? Here's the thing. Southern California is not getting nearly as cold. I'm not having to wear a parka anywhere or snow boots so what I realized about seasonal depression is it honestly doesn't have as much to do with the cold. The cold makes it worse. It doesn't have as much to do with the cold as it does the darkness. So what I found is as soon as daylight saving switched, I've already felt so much better. It's not that I was cold. It's that it was dark and I love the light. But all is well. Honestly, I'm chilling in my life. That's My problems right now are so minuscule and minor. I'm really really having a good time at the moment. So thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, if you feel so inclined to leave me a little review or five stars, I'd love that. Check me out on Instagram. Come to the event on Friday. If you're in the area, I would love to meet you. Other than that, I will talk to you next week here on the podcast. XOXO, Lexi.